0: I did not know this, but this this was like one of those really fascinating parts that was news to me. There's an initial stage of a migraine attack. It's called the pre- premonitory or uh-huh. prodrome phase, uh-huh. which can begin a few hours to days before the headache phase actually hits. So people in this phase experience things like Fatigue, brain fog, mood changes, light sensitivity, muscle Uh stiffness, yawning, increased urination. That was was a new one to me. I was like, okay, all right. So what's really happening in your brain that they saw through brain imaging is that the hypothalamus, which is that part of your brain that regulates hunger, Uh is is activated. It's right. triggered and it actually causes people to want to eat like certain types of food. Yeah. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thank you for checking out this week's episode of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We are back, Nick and Shannon, that is our names, and we are here bringing you basically armchair expert level, some like, you know, pretty experienced levels of insights into health and fitness. Mm -hmm. So you are a personal trainer, I am a certified health coach- I am a yoga teacher, trained though I haven't actually taught a class in a while. Yeah. Now that I think about it, and you went through the classes, huh? the two hundred hours, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we're both pretty much dedicated to not just bettering and um, learning about health for ourselves, but really we're at this to help other people with yeah. their their fitness and health journeys as well. So however we're able to do that, this podcast hopefully is one of the ways we can do that. And we really appreciate you guys tuning in to, uh, to our discussions, ramblings, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And we really appreciate you coming back again and again, sharing the podcast because that is probably the best way Mm -hmm. to get new listeners besides, you know, Leaving rating and reviews are also fantastic if you were wondering.
1: Yep. I think uh, somebody left some more ratings this week. So we do okay. appreciate that. Five Thank star, of course.
0: You. Oh my gosh. It's like they read your mind. Mm-hmm. And today we are going to be talking about the mind. Mm. And we're also going to be talking about your stomach and how the two connect. And how they might impact migraines. Mm. So I am a a person who gets migraines every once in a while. Have you ever had a migraine?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I've definitely had a headache. I don't know if it's classified as migraine. It feels like the the migraine is much more severe. It's very hard to carry on with daily activities if you have a migraine. It's pretty debilitating. So I would say no. Yeah. Um, So I think I would know.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. It's <laughs> from it's what I've been described. Pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. Um well, even if you've not had a a migraine, this is just a really good kind of discussion. This is based on an article in the New York Times and mm-hmm. some research that they had shared in a particular piece on carbs and how they're related to migraines. Mm. Are they causing migraines? Do they make them worse? We're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to get into it for you. But first, we're going to go into training recaps. Absolutely. So, share your recap.
1: Well, my week of training was really uh, productive. Um, I would say, you know, focused on jujitsu. I know the last couple of weeks, I've shared that I'm going to jujitsu twice a week, and I did that also this week. Um, very productive. I feel like I—I I think I mentioned this last week, so I'm going to say it again. It felt like progress. Okay. I had progress this week once mm-hmm. again. I felt I performed very well. Um, still getting some bumps and bruises, but not too bad. Even though it was Thursday class, I had a weird kind of some sort of phantom knee pain. I don't know. Oh where it yeah. Came
0: from.
1: But I think uh, that
0: might have been from playing with Ella.
1: That could have been. Yes. Honestly,
0: yeah. I have injured myself playing with Ella before. Yeah.
1: So that could very be possible, very well be possible. So, cause I mean, the next day, it's definitely lessened. It's a little tender, but still some, uh, it's, it's definitely lessened over the last couple of days. So it was nothing serious. Um, but got to use the landmine once again, twice this week. Uh, got on the bike. Um, and, uh, I think I had possibly the quickest sauna session of my life, oh. uh, this week. Um, basically I had like 40 minutes. And not all in the sauna. Basically, I had 40 minutes between clients, so I had to drive to the gym, get in the sauna, do 12 minutes in the sauna, jump in the pool to cool off, shower, get dressed, and then go to clients' house. So, uh, yes, it was uh, it was a little bit uh, rushed, but it was productive. I got I got at least a little time in there, so I was very happy about that. And you know, I'm trying to get a lot of clients in this week, so uh, uh, before we head off to vacation.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I'm
1: excited about. Yes. So uh, it was great. Uh, I would say very productive training week and very uh, feel great about everything that I accomplished. What nice. about you?
0: Uh, well, I started off really well, did the heavyweight training early in the week. And then I had a medical procedure that essentially benched me ah, for right. a good chunk of I the week. I
1: that was this week. <laughs> I didn't. No, I know you didn't.
0: Um, moving a little gingerly. Mm-hmm. I was sitting very slowly. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I did start kind of getting back into it towards the end of the week. I did do a little bit of yoga midweek. I did a spin workout, and I'm looking forward to. My watch said that I hit my movement goals today. Wow! <laughs> but that's probably because I was doing errands today yeah. and uh, chasing my very cranky four-year-olds. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that counted, but I am looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. So, it wasn't. I don't know if I could like put this in the books as like a really successful week of training um and movement but i made i did make the effort i did try to listen to my body and i did some other things that we'll talk about later on the podcast to kind of help where i was kind of meet me where i was Mm -hmm. which actually really did help me overall i agree
1: so, before we go into the main topic, I did want to mention that I forgot my training recap. It's somewhat related to training and some t- somewhat related, related to uh, medical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I know I mentioned on the last week's podcast, um, I did the Let's Get Checked health tests this week. Um, yeah. I've talked about those before in the podcast. I obviously, obviously mentioned it last week, but they are at-home health tests. Um, that uh, from a company called Let's Get Checked, and they have multiple different types of tests. I purchased a cholesterol test and a testosterone test. A testosterone. Uh, testosterone test. Lots of T's. Um, so, but long story short, the way they they need essentially for these tests, they need a blood sample. So, what they provide to you are little lancets or essentially finger pokers. Um, in order to poke your prick yourself and then squeeze blood drops into this vial. So, yep, it is exactly how it sounds. Um, squeamy. I've done it before. Uh, the last time I did it, um, it took a tremendous amount of time. Um, I underestimated how hard it was to squeeze drops of blood out of my finger. Um, so this time I, I did, I, uh, um, Basically, I, I had a plan.
0: Mm-hmm. So my You were plan, a man with a plan.
1: I was a man with a plan. I was like, all right, I have to do it in the morning. You have to do it after you're fasted, so basically do it after a uh, you know, good night's sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: was like, all right, well, I have to do a virtual – I have virtual cl- clients at 6 a.m., but I have to do it before that because then you got to take Ella to school – and I happen to be dropping you off to pick up your car that day. Yeah, so And then, of course, the, morning. the sample has to be dropped off before 10 a.m. so it gets the next day shipped to the lab. <laughs> so I was like, all right, so I've got about a 25-minute window. How do I make this process go faster? Because last time it took 45 minutes. And I was like, all right, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get 10 minutes of movement, stretching, body weight exercises, push-ups, Shadow boxing, something to just get my heart rate up, to get my blood pumping. Also, in preparation, I was drinking a ton of water, both the night before and the morning of.
0: Anytime you have to do blood-related things in the morning, water, water, water. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, like I said, I I wake up at 5, so I only had about 30 to 40 minutes to drink water. But I was pounding water the night before and then. Um, And then the the, the movement I did really helped. I mean, I only had to prick poked myself four times to fill, fill up two vials, which was uh, almost half of what I did last time, essentially. Yay. I, I mean, I murdered several fingers last time. I was
0: going to say, I feel like last time yeah. like I, you, you lost a hand. Oh, my gosh. Essentially. And
1: many fingers were vic- fell victim to getting did hit you with Did you do
0: one prick per finger or did you No, want I did four
1: on one finger because
0: I recommend
1: your left finger. Um, and they also, they say your ring finger, of your non-dominant hand is what they recommend. And they give you what, it's a real, it's a, they call it a little bottom, something like a little device that it wraps around your finger and squeezes it and then shakes it. Yeah. It's almost like a tourniquet to get the blood, but also vibrates. Oh. So it's supposed to, I think, stimulate blood flow. Interesting. And so, basically, and I wore that, you know, while I'm, you know, trying to do it. And so, no. Long story short, I filled it up, was able to start with my clients on time, and Shannon very uh, kindly dropped it off at UPS. And I just got a text from them yesterday saying that they received the sample. So we are good to go. Exactly right. (laughs) So uh, I will let you know what those results are shortly. All right, on to the main topic of the day's episode. Migraines and carbs—is mm. there a connection?
0: Well, so I this attend this article got my attention because it said why do carbs give me headaches? And it's all about the experts who say we may be thinking about food. Food triggers because mm. a lot of I think a lot of people associate specific types of food that will trigger migraines. Um, And other kinds of headaches, we've been thinking about it the wrong way, which really did grab my attention because I have also thought, well, yeah, certain foods may actually trigger migraines for Mm -hmm. some people. I think mine are probably hormonal, but that aside. So (laughs) let's get to this. Um, So this was actually an interesting... Study, um, and I think a, a lot of people consider the like specific foods that I've heard before. And let me know if you've heard these too. Is like refined sugar and chocolate, yeah, even as being triggers for um, for migraines. Mm-hmm. So any kind of refined carbohydrate, yeah, or foods high in sugar. Are probably the most common things that set people off.
1: Yeah, that people claim get
0: yes. headache, right? Yes, yes. So people say, like within like the and di- the next day or the same day, that's what triggers their headaches, uh-huh. and you know they blame the food, right? Um, there are actually different types of migraines. Should also say that. Um, there's tension type headaches um, that people can get, but then there's migraines that are, there's ocular, there's what, like, there's several types. Ah. Hmm. Um, but there's, they say that 18% of women and 6% of men each year in the United States experience these kinds of headaches, yeah. these migraine headaches.
1: And I bet you that's probably linked to hormonal too, you know.
0: Yeah, and so they they say, like, there there's the tension type that you right. get that are more stress-triggered, but then migraines are kind of in that yeah. separate category. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people studied it, mm-hmm. some folks. Of course whole bunch of people, names that I (laughs) honestly aren't sticking in my head. But I do know that one of them was a specialist at the Mayo Clinic. They had some pretty good credentials behind them. Um, But they were looking at a number of studies that were done um, that said about 30% of patients reported certain foods. Uh, that triggered their headaches. So they looked into what happens in your brain, like actually looked at your brain to see what's happening leading up to a migraine and then through your migraine. Right. And I did not know this, but this, this was like one of those really fascinating parts that was news to me. There's an initial stage of a migraine attack. It's called the premonitory or Uh prodrome phase, Uh which can begin a few hours to days before the headache phase actually hits. So people in this phase experience things like fatigue, brain fog, mood changes, light sensitivity, muscle Uh stiffness, yawning, increased urination. Hey. That was that was a new one to me. I was like, okay, all right. So, what's really happening in your brain that they saw through brain imaging is that the hypothalamus, which is that part of your brain that regulates hunger, uh-huh. is is activated. It's right. triggered, and it actually causes people to want to eat like certain types of food. Yeah. So during this pre-migraine headache phase, your brain starts saying, "Hey, you should go eat that piece of chocolate cake over there, like go get that." Mm-hmm. And um, they did confirm that that, like the cravings that you get leading up to a migraine, are sort of due to that phase. Right. So. Once you've indulged in that craving, then that headache phase of the migraine starts. So that's where the the connection has that come people from. People the connection, yeah, yeah. It's not that those foods are necessarily triggering your migraine, but it's that your early stages of your migraine are triggering your food cravings. Right?
1: Yeah, it just happens to be you're eating the food right before the pain comes. You're yeah. already in the migraine phase, just you're not in the pain phase yet.
0: And I mean I ugh, when I when I'm getting when I know I'm gonna get a migraine, I get some of those symptoms. I get particularly I get the light blotches yeah. or like I get like blind spots. It feels like bloating bloating floating blind spots where Uh. i could be looking straight but i can't see everything and i get like that brain fog and then i start getting like a tension up the back of my spine right and that's where i know i don't personally feel like i've ever craved foods right because i usually also get migraines like in the mornings um but it makes total sense like if you if you don't have those kinds of symptoms, that this early stage could be triggering that connection. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember reading in that article they were talking about you know uh, another reason that they think you know the, the kind of the food craving and then the migraine happens is due to that insulin spike you get.
0: Yeah, from well, eating that's... that high carb food. That's the other side. So the like the real, the real sort of correlation that they found. And it's not like a you know this definitely causes yeah. this sort of situation. Correlation, not causation. It is a correlation. Yep. Um, But they did. They saw that foods high in sugar, high in carbohydrates. As you've heard, if you've listened to this podcast regularly, I shared my experience with wearing a constant glucose monitor yep. for three months and i saw i witnessed my body's reaction if you give me a piece of bread my blood sugar skyrockets mm. just as fast if i have a piece of chocolate cake it's you know it's the same thing um but what they're saying is that these foods that cause blood sugar to spike leads to an outsized insulin response mm. so Insulin is the thing that really helps bring your, your blood short, blood sugar down, mm-hmm. helps to normalize it. But insulin can also overshoot that goal and can cause like a, a low blood sugar. It goes the opposite direction, causes a crash kind of. And that's hypo, reactive hypoglycemia. Mm-hmm. Now, I've actually had hypoglycemia mm-hmm. at various points of my life, so I know what that feels like too. And a headache is one of its symptoms along with feeling weak, shaky, tired and lightheaded. Yeah. So, um there is that just that connection where a hypoglycemia, read this reactive hypoglycemia where your body kind of overdoes it with the insulin and causes your blood sugar to crash low, there's a kind of that flip side
1: to it. Well, I mean, I think they can almost happen simultaneous, right? Because, like I said, if you get a craving, you know, if your hypothalamus is telling you to eat a certain food, then you eat it, then you get that oh, that big dose of insulin, then that's maybe why that headache comes right after it, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the reactive hypoglycemia, they're saying it's, it's a headache. It's not a migraine necessarily. Hmm. But um, they said that it's also possible that just – diets high in refined sugar and carbohydrates increase inflammation levels in your body right. and makes them even more susceptible to attacks. I
1: wonder if, like, uh, type 2 diabetics have more.
0: If there's a higher rate of migraine yeah. in people with diabetes. I don't think it's yeah. said it said in that
1: article, but, you know, that's one that usually, I mean.
0: Well, that or constant, I mean. Blood sugar causes inflammation, but there's a whole range of other things that causes inflammation. Most people are walking around probably with chronic inflammation and don't even know it. Right. So diabetes unchecked, maybe that's where you would see a higher
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, people with type 2 diabetes, if it's diagnosed, they probably are on insulin. So they're usually pretty good about maintaining their blood sugar. so But like you said, people who are not diagnosed yet, maybe they're in that susceptible category.
0: Yeah, so there's limited research. They call it out in the article. They say that there's really not a ton that makes it worthwhile to completely cut out or cut back on added sugar or move to an anti-inflammatory um diet or really change your diet significantly but there is a connection and there is possible cause you know there is possible causation there is that correlation there so skipping meals and fasting are also commonly reported migraine triggers interesting so these this particular one of these particular doctors actually said make sure you're eating regular, nutritious meals, that you're getting plenty of seat sleep, and you're exercising regularly and managing stress, which yeah. I just thought was hilarious.
1: So this this is what so it's I just so far, I've learned that they have no treatment for migraines. Yeah. They don't know if the high you know carb food causes it mm-hmm. or is it a byproduct uh, but they don't recommend a certain diet uh, but they do recommend that you try to not stress about it
0: that you that all you have to do is eat regular nutritious meals uh-huh. and get plenty of sleep. okay. And exercise regularly and manage your stress. Like, come on. Like, that's so
1: easy. It's amazing because I've heard <laughs> about migraines for a long time. It's not like it's a brand new thing, but they have so little like and that, I know they say in that article too that they are becoming with they're starting to develop more effective treatments. Um, they didn't go in any specifics, but it just seems like such a anomaly. There's like some a, new
0: like medications in right. the market.
1: But I mean it seems like just I mean, I guess that's kinda of everything with brain health. I mean, it's so Oh my god. So many scenarios yeah. that I guess there's no so real hard and fine uh prescription
0: mm-hmm. for lack of
1: better words of how you can avoid or minimize migraines.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, this article is the biggest thing that really came out of this was that there's There is that early phase of your headache prior to your headache phase. So for your migraines, there it could be a few hours. It could be days in advance. And that's what's really triggering the food cravings. But it's not the food triggering the migraines. Right. So it goes back to, I mean, I, I've never gone to a doctor to get mine diagnosed. I knew one, um, one girl I worked with early on in my career at a PR agency, which is not what I would call a low-stress environment. No. I'm just going to say that. Um, she got such chronic migraines that she was out. I would say a week every month. Wow. Like not all together, but she would be out for like two days here, three days there. She had migraines every week. She was on medication and they were so debilitating. Oof. And I don't know how she did it. Like I get a handful a year and I mean, it's not just the day that you get them that sucks. The next day you feel like someone hit you in the head with a freaking like iron mallet it's it's like every like moving hurts you know you're just gingerly going through your day like please don't make me bend over to pick something up because even that like that shift in like blood pressure in your brain hurts so i mean it's just it sucks yeah so my heart goes out to you if you get migraines at all but especially if you're getting them regularly yeah um but i do think we continue to hear about the the price of inflammation yeah and particularly that connected to regular or a high consumption of refined sugar and carbohydrates and i think that that is you know maybe there's not studies out there precisely saying avoid these foods and go on anti-inflammatory diets but I think if you are a person struggling with this, it wouldn't hurt to look at scaling back.
1: Yeah, and I think like um, things. It, I think this article kind of uh, one thing that they said that you know once you recognize those food cravings, um, that could be an indicator that the the next day is going to be the bad day. So it might help you plan or it's in advance. Coming a few hours later, yeah, or yeah, the day. So it could help you plan in advance, um, but. I think it's interesting. Like you spoke, you mentioned your constant glucose monitor. Not that everybody has to run out and get one, but It'd finding those in, to see what yeah, happens. finding those inflammatory foods because I think it's all person dependent too. Yeah, inflammatory foods, so it's like you gotta it, trying to discover that is really and especially if you have migraines, discovering your inflammatory foods is mm-hmm. I think would probably be a benefit, benefit to that person.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like how some people are super um triggered by nuts or beans yeah. or mm-hmm. oats yeah are actually very common like even though oats are considered inflam- anti-inflammatory in some people they are very I bet. they cause huge um insulin spikes right
1: like i said everybody so
0: is. it's one of those things where it's like you learn where and when you can eat certain foods but mm-hmm. I mean, that that continues to go back. I feel like if you want to know how your body reacts and really works with food, Mm -hmm. that that was just such an illuminating experience. But in terms of migraines, still not crystal clear, (laughs) but at least they're learning more about how migraines work, I guess. Right, true.
1: And like I said, you probably aren't pumped by the fact that they don't have a ton of great information for but those. There's not a cure if you're, if for you're, everything. Yeah, if you're suffering from migraines, but I'll tell you what you will be pumped for. Then this this next session of the, section of the podcast called
0: What's, what's Got, got You pumped? pumped.
1: Yep. So we're gonna go into what's got us pumped, and I'm gonna throw it over to you first. I feel like we
0: should start doing like a counter on how many times you use pumped. I'm pretty sure I just did in four. the segue. Uh huh. Ding. Like ding, ding, ding. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to have you begin with getting us pumped up, or what's got you pumped up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can share what's got me pumped up. Uh, I, for this past week, mm-hmm. for probably the first time in two years, I actually managed to have a regular, more regular more consistent meditation practice. And it was largely because I couldn't do some of the workouts and sitting, it was it was probably, or just like resting was probably yes. like one of the things I was like, well, I can do this. Um, but I have been experiencing lately just this, my brain is so, is so filled with thoughts. And so it feels so overwhelmed all the time. And like, this is probably stress. So this is a very clear sign of stress that I've like needed to distract myself with other things Mm -hmm. in order to like do stuff, you know, like I always have to have like five different things going on at once. And focusing on one thing and being, like, really productive and being really clear-minded, feeling like I have purpose, feeling like I'm, you know, doing things that make me feel good, I've just been, like, kind of, like, foggy recently, and I did several days in a row where I meditated first thing in the morning, and I am meditating doing my primordial sound meditation, which is definitely something um, as someone who's going through learning how to be a primordial sound meditation teacher, I will absolutely get into it on this podcast Mm -hmm. because it's very interesting. But they say to do two, at least two 30 minute meditations a day is the goal. I am freaking lucky to do one yeah. right now with where my life is. So that's where I'm taking it. Like, that's that's what I'm doing. And it was a remarkable effect because this, the first day that I started, I immediately felt a little bit clearer. I didn't need the constant distractions. Like, I could sit in silence with my thoughts during mm-hmm. the day. I could just do my work and not have, like, a podcast and a show and a video and like all these other things going on. And as I consecutively built on day after day of doing this, I was able to get more things accomplished. I was able to focus on what I was working on Mm -hmm. so much better. and It was like all of that clarity, it was like coming out of a cloud. And I was like, my gosh, I think I've been so stressed lately. That my brain is literally like, I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to focus on anything. And everything sort of felt like I couldn't experience it in full, full mode mm-hmm. in terms of just, you know, day to day stuff. It was really amazing what those, you know, doing that every day made for me. And it absolutely inspired me to keep moving forward on this habit and I know from going through my studies that this is absolutely a benefit of meditation meditation is the journey from activity to silence mm-hmm. and you have a very active brain people you know how many times have you meditated and you're like you you went through your meditation you went dear god like I was fighting to stay in that meditation the whole time thoughts just keep like that is actually a sign of stress release in meditation that's not failure at meditation that is a sign that your mind has so much that it can't really slow down or pause or work to that that silent moment and that's releasing stress Mm -hmm. so that even though you feel like well that Meditation sucked. Like I'm, I got nothing out of that. That was proof it was working. And when you do that more regularly, you build that consistency. That's where you really start seeing major um, changes. Wow! And it was really rewarding. I've only done this, like, like I said, it's been a couple of years. Since last time, and the pandemic was shut down, and I had no job, and I was at home with my child who was left out of school, and everything in the world stopped, I was meditating then. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was freaking out. And it helped me then. This is the second time, probably, I can say, holy crap, it really makes a difference. Yeah. Well, that's great. Definitely got me pumped.
1: Yeah. I said, mine is not as profound as that, but. Yeah, mine is Beat just, that! <laughs>
0: it's just, mine is just a hunk
1: of metal. So yeah, we it's, we talked about a couple of weeks ago how we got new weightlifting equipment here at the house. Uh, we got the landmine attachment with a barbell and weights. Uh, so the the barbell lifting the barbell for squats and deadlifts is somewhat challenging. It's not the best grip, um, and doing any other mm. exercises like presses or rows is challenging um so i got i found out there is an attachment for landmines and we got it and now it just came in today uh so it looks pretty cool it's really going to help with grip um and help us i think uh definitely both shannon and i i think get more out of our landmine setup i think we can uh, do more weight safely and actually accomplish it opposed to trying to you know hold on to the barbell with our hands opposed to just holding on to the handles which do I, we have now.
0: Do I get to try this tomorrow?
1: Uh Yes, if you're feeling up for weightlifting tomorrow. Okay. Alright.
0: Sounds good. Alright. Maybe we get some pictures of that. We'll stick it up on our Instagram which you guys should definitely check out the ATF podcast.
1: Absolutely. That's oh. a great, a great uh, idea and I think we will do that. So you guys follow the ATF podcast to see those picks, leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts or Spotify or your preferred podcast app and share the podcast with a friend. Got anything else for them tonight? Nope. This has been another edition of the addicted to fitness podcast and we'll check it next time. Bye. For all things addicted to fitness, you can check out our website, addicted to fitness You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes Store. Thanks.